there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of the podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I always like to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, who is our podcast producer, for all the work that he does for preparing for the podcast, as well as making sure that it's distributed so that you're able to listen to it. I have a special guest this week. He's no stranger to the podcast. Uh, He's been on before, but he is my youngest child, my son, uh, Will, uh, Will Cooper. Uh, Will, thank you so much for saying yes and, and being a part of this podcast with me. Thanks for having me on here. Uh, Will is going into his sophomore year slash junior year because of the special program he's in at Indiana Wesleyan University. And so he's he's, uh, studying a Christian ministry major. And I thought as we have the topic this uh, the topic of this podcast that that having him here and sort of getting his insight, asking questions would be extremely helpful. And and so I want to give sort of the background uh, before we jump into the topic. So I was sitting with. Uh, a friend of mine who I happen to be doing one-on-one di- discipleship with, and we were talking about what does it mean to put God first in our life. And I was explaining that, and he had seen me explain this before, so he was familiar with it. I said, you know, what's very often shared is that you put in sort of this hierarchy, uh, you know, God first, then your family, then maybe your work, and on and on. You know, you can sort of get the idea if you saw it written out on sort of like a whiteboard. Uh, and I said, I don't really like seeing it that way uh, because uh, it almost departmentalizes God from family and work. I mean, I know it's never intended to do that, but just the visual sort of lends itself to that type of understanding. And so I said, what I like to do is put God in the center. So if you can picture sort of a whiteboard again, I put a, put a God in the center, put a circle around God. And then I put all the other things, you know, whether it be your family or work or hobbies, all those things around God. And I said, but God is in the center and he, he influences all these other things. And so the question that my friend asked that I thought was a great, great, great question was, well, then, if you put God in the center, do all the other areas take care of themselves? And I sat back and thought about that a minute, because, you know, as, as you look, any image is going to sort of break down as far as what you're trying to, to communicate at some point. But as I was sort of thinking of that image, I had written it out on a piece of paper for him as we were talking about this. I, I thought, well, no, it's it's because then, in, in a way, what you're doing is the same thing with the chart. You're saying, okay, God's in the center, but then you have all these other things and you sort of walk into them and they'll take care of themselves because maybe you had a great time alone with God that morning or you came out of a powerful Sunday morning worship service or you were listening to uh, some Christian music on the way to work or on the way to school and it just sort of puts you in the right mindset and so school was going to be easy that day or work was going to be easy that day. And I thought, that's not really what we're talking about here. Uh, what we're really talking about, when we say God being the center of our life, you know, we think of, of Jesus when he, whenever he's asked, what's the greatest commandment? He says, love the Lord your God with your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your God with everything, and then your neighbor as yourself. And he's not saying, well, if you love God first, then all of a sudden, just sort of that relationship with your neighbor takes care of itself. It means if, if you're focusing on Christ first, even 
even in that relationship with your neighbor, then then the love you have for God will somehow impact. And I want to say somehow, I mean practically, right? The the scripture that you've read, the the Spirit of God working in you is somehow going to allow you uh, to 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 have that influence your relationship with your neighbor. And so I want to unpack that a little bit and, and, and sort of maybe even share a different image that would be hard to put on a whiteboard, but at least mentally uh, is an image I'm starting to, to work on as I, as I want to understand this concept. So I'm going to jump over to Will. Will, Will Will's heard me talk about this more than, more than he probably cares to hear me talk about it. But, but any questions, any thoughts come to your mind, Will, when you think about that idea of, of putting God center and how does that actually impact other areas? Yeah, I mean, when we're talking about it, like, just like you have to put work towards your relationship with God, like you kind of said before, you have to do that with your, like, your life, too. If you're just putting that effort with God, that's great, and that, that's a big step, but you can't let that overflow into everything else. You, you, your, ask, your relationship with God also comes in all shapes and forms, so that means it's going into, like, your relationships with other people, how you're treating them and like, school, like, whatever you're doing— your heart should be with God, but that doesn't mean that you can't just be like, okay, I had time alone with God today, so I can kind of just go on autopilot and not really think about what I'm doing or saying. You need to put work and effort towards that too. Yeah, you know, one of the imageries I'm, I'm trying to just work on, but I don't, I don't know how you would ever put this on a whiteboard. I, and and anyone who's been around me knows that I, I, I'm i a simple person, so I, I go, if you can't put it on a napkin, like if I'm, I'm at a restaurant, if I can't draw it on a napkin, then it's too complex, right? And so I don't know how I would draw this on a napkin. But the, but the concept for me is, is almost like a lens. Mm-hmm. Like if you're spending that time with God, putting him first. When I mean spending that time with God, it's not just – it is quiet time. It means spending some just focused time studying God's word in prayer, meditating on God's word, you know, but also throughout the day being very mindful of God. I mean, uh, Paul challenges us to pray without ceasing. It doesn't mean we're in one constant prayer room praying all the time. That doesn't even make any sense. But, but it just means having a prayerful mindset that God is always with us. And that sometimes the most powerful prayer we can pray is that simple prayer, uh, Lord, help me as I enter into this conversation, or help me as I enter into this class, or mm-hmm. or the prayer that all of us have prayed, even those who may not be Christian, uh, Lord, help me on this test. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, my student pastor would always say, that's a powerful prayer if you've studied. <laughs> but if you yeah. haven't, don't ask him to do the miraculous, because he very seldom will give you knowledge of the things you haven't studied. But uh, but that's for another topic. Um, but uh, but it is that, that understanding. And when I say lens, then, it's like looking through the lens that God is on the scene and that he's directing you. Like, again, I don't know how exactly I would diagram that on a napkin. If you're listening to this podcast and you have an idea, send it in to me. I would love to see it. Um, but that concept of, you know, like like if I'm, if, I'm, uh, if, if I'm out on a date with my wife, right? So Krista and I are on a date, that God is present. And so, number one, that, that's sort of an accountability. But it's also empowering. If we're in a conversation, and it's, it's a difficult conversation, you know, not that my wife and I ever have difficult conversations, right? But, but, but honestly, we're in this difficult conversation, you know, sometimes it may not even be an outward verbal prayer, but it could be an inward prayer of God, help me handle this conversation in a way that honors you. Now, if Christ is center, then that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. If he's not, it's an afterthought. 
Like I, I think anyone listening to this podcast who's been a follower of Christ for any length of time has had a situation where they thought, man, I should have acknowledged God was a part of that. Yeah. But we walk away, and maybe we didn't handle the situation so well, and we think, man, if I just looked through the lens that God was present, that he was there to give me everything I need in the midst of that conversation to, to honor him and what I've done, we would have handled it differently. Yeah. Does that make sense, Will? Yeah, I, I always think about, I forget who told me this, but um, when you're talking about that lens and like kind of wearing those glasses and stuff, when you, when you start your day with God, your day's going to go a lot better than with, when you're trying to do it on your own. So like you're saying, like you can, I mean, there's people who do it when you don't have faith, you can do it. But when you have God with you, it just makes your day better because you, you know you can rely on him. You know he's there. When he's at the center, you never have to worry about feeling alone or those mistakes because you know that he's loving and you know that he's going to be there through, through it all when you make mistakes or the day isn't going how you're going because you can always talk to him. He's always going to be there. I like the fact you said better instead of easier. Yeah. Because the day may not be easy in all yeah. honesty, right? But it, but, it, but it will be better with God. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't wear glasses. Uh, you know, truth be told, uh, I probably should to read now. <laughs> yeah. uh, but half the time I don't put them on. Um, I got like a cheap reader uh, that um, both Will and my other two children make fun of me because they say it looks like my dad uh, <laughs> when he would wear those things. Uh, but that's okay. I forgive him. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, um, I, I don't wear glasses every day. I don't need glasses every day yet. Um, hopefully I won't. But anyway. Um, but I know um, I can just imagine. If you are supposed to wear glasses every day and you sort of forgot them mm-hmm. and you really needed them, like some people need just a little bit, but some people need them a lot. Yeah. I just have to think that the day would be a lot more stressful. Yeah. I mean, you're not seeing clearly. You're probably not able to read real well. You know, some people probably shouldn't be driving, yeah. you know, or if they haven't put their contacts in, you know, that type of idea. And I'm not trying to... to <laughs> Uh, make God small, like into a, like a, a pair of glass <laughs> lens type thing. But but I do think, you know, when we put God in the center of our life, what, what I mean by that, at least, and looking through the lens is is He is our lens that we look at things. It's clear when we acknowledge He's there, right? Yeah. It, it, it's clear. Maybe we can see the path better. I'm just trying trying to use the imagery of, of glasses now. You know, you don't miss as many roads, right? Yeah. And, and miss, uh, road signs with, with when He's there. Of course, it's so much more than that. Oh yeah, because you know the Spirit of God resides in the life of every believer, but it doesn't mean that we're walking in the fullness of the Spirit, right? Yeah. We're, we're filled with the Spirit, but walking in the fullness of the Spirit means we acknowledge that the Spirit's there, mm-hmm. leading, directing, empowering. Um, and so that's sort of the imagery I get. Does, does, what do you think about that, Will? Yeah, I, I mean, that's like you were talking, and that's how I view, like, if, I don't know, especially when I think about relationships, that's when I most most see that I need God, Right. And there, like, there would be times that I struggle with, especially in school, and, like, to forget that aspect that, like, throughout the day, like, realizing that I need him. But, like, I, I've always been told, and it always hits me that, like, if God's not in a relationship, whether it's, a, a, like, your spouse or anything or your friendship, like, that relationship's not going to work because you're fully relying on what our humanly, uh, humanly we can do, and that's never going to be enough without God. And so, yeah, I, I think that, if, like, yeah, we're using this, uh, idea of these glasses, like without seeing it with God, that you're going to struggle so much more. And you're you're still going to struggle. That's life. Like like we talked about, it's never going to be like, just because God's there, it's, it's still going to be hard sometimes, but it's going to be a lot harder without him. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 a whole lot more backtracking. Yeah. With God and others. Yep. You know, let's let's move outside of relationships because I have people. You know, when, when I write God in the middle, then you, know, you have family and work. Hobbies is one of them. Yeah. And so I've had people. You know, I've had many over the years ask me. You know, is it wrong that I play video games? <laughs> You know, and of course, the the simple answer is, I don't know, (laughs) you know, and and I'm not saying yes or no about video games. I'm saying, I don't know what God's telling you. Do you play, do you play it too much? Is it, is it become your obsession? Yep. Um, You know, or is it just a hobby and hobbies are healthy. Yeah. I think everyone should have a hobby. You know, it's just a great way to, to maybe grow in another area or disconnect and, 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 you know, I, I think sometimes we just need to recharge our batteries, and many times hobbies let us do that. Yeah. But I, I've had couples come in, and, and you know, um, I'm just going to stereotype it, <laughs> uh, but where a wife will say, you know, they come home from work, they go play video games, and then I don't see them till they come to bed. Mm. I'm just having a hard time thinking that if God were in the center, if you're looking through the lens of what God would want for you and your marriage— that your hobby would would take that place, yeah. you know, that it would dominate, that you would allow a hobby to somehow get between you and a relationship, whether it be with a spouse or anyone else, right? Yeah. Um, that, a, that a hobby, that God would be okay with a hobby keeping you from any type of relationships, you know, where, where you're sort of the, the video game person that never leaves a room ever. And so yep. you have no human contact, right? Yeah. And, and so that's why when people will often ask me questions about yes or no answers, they get frustrated with me because I'll say, I don't know. Yeah. You know, what is God telling you? And the only way we know what God's telling us is if we're listening. Yeah. And that means that we have to be constantly aware that he's present in everything we're doing. Does that make sense as far as the hobbies and, and outside of just sort of the relationship, but but how how even having God in the center, so to speak, and knowing he's present, looking through that lens, even helps direct our hobbies, if you will. Yeah, I mean, if you look at your life, and especially with time, I think that's something like you're talking about with hobbies and stuff, it's so easy to make excuses and being that hurriness of life, right? But it's okay to be busy, but like, again, like you said, like, it's okay to play video games. And like you said, it's a hard time imagining that God would be like, no, you should never do this. But it's now if it's consuming your relationship with not only the people around you, with God, that's when it becomes a problem, right? It's okay to healthily play video games if you're spending time in the Word and spending time, like, in your relationship with God or in the people around you, but not when you let it consume you and be like, I don't have time to read my Bible, but you're playing video games for eight, 10 hours a day, then, well, you do have time to read the, the Bible and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, um, the reality of it is I find, I, I find attention. So, so the, when I'm in a busy season, um, a hectic season, you mm-hmm. know, um, it's easy to think I don't have time for um, that time alone with God that feeds into everything else. And by the way, the, the, the overall answer of this isn't just spending time alone with God. Yeah. It's that that time alone with God gives you an intimacy with the Lord that then goes with you throughout the day. Yeah. Right? So so it's not like, you know, the other part people may say from memory, remember my friend had a great question. So we put God in the center, then everything else takes care of itself. You could, you know, you could almost fall into the trap of saying, well, if I'm just spending that time alone with God in the morning, then I can just go on with life and it's going to take care of itself. It's yep. not. It, it's that time with the Lord in his word and prayer and, and you know, using the spiritual disciplines feeds into an awareness and, and an understanding of who he is and, and, and that relationship between you and him that allows it to impact all these other things. And so it, w- it would be easy 
to to sort of neglect that, right? And 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 say, man, I'm in this hectic time. I don't have time for that. And yet the reality of it is, it's it's really the reverse. When when I find I'm heading into a busy, hectic season, I've got to schedule out all the more that time to spend time with the Lord so that he can help order my private world. Yeah. Otherwise, in that hecticness and, 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 and busyness, it becomes frantic. You know, where, where mm-hmm. my, my, you know, what, I need to do this, I need to do this. And all of a sudden, you're overwhelmed. And the Lord's like, I don't want you to be overwhelmed. In fact, I want to give you the strength and wisdom to make it through this season in a way that not just honors me, but really blesses you, blesses me, right? Yeah. Honors God, blesses me, but also makes an impact on others. Mm-hmm. Have you been in ever ever experienced that? I mean, you're a college student, so you know. I think of finals week. I, you know, oh, yeah. that was years ago for me, but but I can remember sort of the the busy hecticness of, of that last you know big thing in a, in your semester. Yeah, I mean, I think about last semester. Like, you, I'm in that game mode, and you're like, I have so much to do. I need to do all of this. Like, I need to write like five papers and study for three exams. And you're like, I don't have time to get in the word. But that's when you need it the most, because truly, he's He's the only, like, that's the only thing that will take away that stress, and he will be able to calm you down, right? Like, like when I'm the most stressed, that's when I realize I need to be in the Word more than ever, like you said. Like, if I'm not in the Word then, then, like, like it's okay if I'm in it when it's good when I'm in it when I'm easy and I know I have time, but I need to be in it more than ever when I'm stressed out and when I don't think I have time. That's when I need to be there because I need to know his, like, remember that his presence is there because I he like he is and I just need to be able to rely on him and if I don't do that then I rely on myself and that, that's not what we're supposed to do that's not what we're called to do and if we're relying on ourselves and Christ isn't in the center God's yeah. not in the center yep you know I think of um, when Paul writes he says you know uh, don't be anxious for anything but in everything through prayer petition with Thanksgiving make your request known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And, and I remember years ago, many years ago, coming across that verse and thinking, okay, so now I'm going in, I'm feeling this anxiety, I'm going into this anxious situation. And so I just need to say, God, thank you for, for being with me. Um, you know, just like a quick prayer, and that that anxiousness will just start to evaporate. And I found that it didn't really work that way until in my time alone with God, I was spending time praying, mm-hmm. thanking Him for what He's done, thanking Him for what He's going to do in the future. Yeah. Then during the day, um, when I came across those situations, it was a quick prayer, but it was more a prayer of reminding myself of that time I had alone with the God, and, with God, and that God was still present with me, yeah. and that He was in control of the situation, and all of a sudden, my anxiety was lifted. Yeah. And and it wasn't a once and for all. Sometimes days were just can be so busy, but there are many times I had to remind myself of, of what God. I, I like to say what God has shown me in the light. You know, I don't want to forget when I'm in the darkness, when I'm going through a difficult time, and I can't always see clearly. I got to remember this is what God showed me when I was spending time alone with Him, and that feeds into every relationship. That that then I say that to say this again. It, it, that verse isn't isn't a quick easy solution. Yep. It's not, you know, oh, yeah, I remember that verse. And so, um, or, or man, I heard a message on that verse two weeks ago. And so, so Lord, just take this. Yeah. And, and, you know, just saying that doesn't mean he's taking it. Yeah. You know, God's like, okay, what's that mean? What do you, do you really, you know, can I guide you through this? Can, 
well, man, I haven't spent enough time with the Lord to feel that closeness to even hear his voice. Yeah. How's God guide us if we don't have him, uh, if we don't have the practice of, of listening and a discipline of meditating on his word? And, you know, and by the way, that word meditation, many people get freaked out about in, in Christianity. It's throughout scripture. Yeah. And we're to meditate on God. We're to meditate on creation, his creation, not without him, but the things he's created and meditate on, on his works. Yep. And as we do that scripturally, it reinforces us. I like yeah. to say all the time that God who breathed the world into existence can certainly handle this. And, and that's that's a great reminder for me. But that's fed through my time with him that then impacts everything I do throughout the day. Yeah. Any any sort of last thoughts as we're on this topic of of God, you know, um, in the center of our life and how that impacts the way we live. Yeah, I mean, like you, I think an important thing to remember, you kind of brought it up, is that um, if we're putting God in the center of our lives, we have to be okay then with sometimes life not going our way. Like, I, and that's hard in the beginning when you, you're putting God in the center of your life. That like you It's hard to, even later. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, 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 true. But um, you just, like, you have to be okay with that idea that sometimes, you know what, this isn't really what I had planned out, but that's okay because... There's a reason God's doing this. And I think that's something you just have to remember. Throughout everything you're doing, if you're putting God in the center of your life, it's going to be it's gonna be better. It might not be easier all the time, but it's going to be better. We might not see that right away. But, man, like later in life, you'll be like, wow, I, I'm, I'm so glad because that, that was going to be harmful in my life. That was taking time away from this or that. And you just don't see that in that moment because, I mean, as humans, we want to do it what we want to do. And so it's hard, but we just need to remember that like going with God's way is going to, it's going to be way better at the, in the end. Well, I, I think that's a great way to, to cut off this podcast, you know, sort of wrap it up for, for this episode. But I, I want to, in the next episode with you, unpack a little more uh, about the, this whole concept of maybe what I'll, I'll use this word picture, holding things loosely. Yep. So if we hold tightly to God and holding everything else loosely, and they're like, people are saying, what do you mean holding your family? <laughs> yes, but yeah. you got to listen next week to to sort of grasp what we're talking about, at least understand what we mean by it. Yeah. And then for you to figure out maybe if that's something that would be helpful for you in your walk with God. And so um, I look forward to our next episode together, Will, to, to talk and unpack this a little further of what it means to hold things loosely in context to placing God in the center that impacts everything else. And so I hope you join us next week as we continue this conversation. I want to remind you to check out crosswinds.church. That's where you'll find out all things about this podcast and all things Crosswinds. You can also communicate with us there. You can give us topics that maybe you would like us to discuss in the future by going to crosswinds.church. You can just send it through um, through uh, one of our admins here at the church. who do a great job of getting that information to us. Uh, but for now, uh, be blessed and bless others. 